Welcome to the new Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress? What is the new Earth? And how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture? I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello, today I want to be talking about what is so deeply needed for the future architecture and for the people of the future, cl your clients of the future. What they are deeply craving and desiring on a deep soul level is to live in spaces, gardens, homes, communities, cities that help them to undergo, go through a grounded transformation, help them to be anchored in their own essence, in their truest being, help them to come to a place of calm, come to their own hearts, come back to their own hearts, come to a place of peace, a space and place where there is room for your family members to grow, your community to grow, each in their own individual way. We are going through some rapid energetic shifts on this planet right now. Everything from climate change, um, shifts in the climate, peaks of earthquakes and fires and storms and floods to um, strange things going on in terms of politics and um, advancements in uh, technology, digital technology that run, that run the risk of pulling us away from our humanity if it's gone, if it goes too far into uh, an imbalanced direction. So, and, and of course, there's this whole ascension process that we're going through into the new earth. And this is a process of, going, of individuation that we're all going through. Our consciousness is increasing. Uh, the frequency of the earth is increasing to a higher vibration. We are being forced on many levels <laughs> to relinquish uh, energies within us that no longer serve us. Gaia is doing a major purging on a great grand scale of people, things, energies, structures, organizations that also no longer serve her and her growth. So there's a lot going on. I certainly am feeling some major shifts occurring uh, energetically in these last um, uh, weeks or last week of January. I'm, I'm recording this on January 20th. And uh, I believe there's a full moon, is it today or in a couple days? Um, 
And uh, there's this welling up of emotion I'm feeling a lot uh, from the earth within my being. Um, and uh, and there's, there's shifts happening. You know, we're going to see shifts with the monetary system as well. Um, our whole concept of economy is gonna is gonna be completely turned upside down or or changed into a, a different structure format that we're not used to seeing. It's you can already see the signs. So a lot is changing in our inner world and our outer world. Now, this can cause a lot of stress, panic, unrest, uh, illness confusion, overwhelm, um, all of which I've experienced in various doses over the last months, the last year. Um, really, ever since COVID began, there was, I could feel like a, a huge rapid wave shift uh, starting to, to happen. And now that I'm working on my own house construction, we're currently living in a flat um, in uh, a town, which is fairly close to our house construction. It's a very minimal flat. We barely have any room for ourselves to be alone, um, living with my husband and my son. And uh, we, we are in the middle of a house construction uh, and we're just constantly moving and shifting and working from different locations. And I have to tell you that it's, it's really challenging for me and it's it shows how much actually construction the whole process of building and constructing for your clients uh, perhaps you also have um, have experienced it for yourself as well it can be really challenging to find the anchor the grounding and so I'm working with my energetic tools to to strengthen shore up my inner anchor so that I can um, be in a healthy condition for my my family uh, as well as for my clients and um, for you know to you know so that I can be the um, the creator that I need to be the creator that I need to be for for my own sanctuary project and for my client sanctuary projects. So <clears throat> if you're going through a construction, if you're leading a construction, managing a construction with your clients and you are um, wanting to work more in a spiritual energetic way, um, then that is definitely something I recommend that you guide your clients through ways to, to help them to find their inner anchor, because it's going to be challenging when the house is maybe undergoing a renovation or they need to live in a different location for a while, while the house gets built or um, a community even gets built. Right. So going back to this piece about the future architecture, the, the world of the external, being addicted to the external things is dying. And the world of strengthening the inner realm of working from a place from within is strengthening. 
if you support it, if you support that trajectory, if you if you help shape that trajectory, because we could go into a pretty, um, in what my view is, in my view, uh, a pretty doom and gloom kind of trajectory, if we don't listen to our inner world and create vessels of architecture that support our clients grounded transformation and support the cultivation of their inner world, which is eternal, which is everlasting, which is the source of love, which is the source of peace, which is the source of uh, clarity. And we have the power to access this realm through our intuition, through various meditative practices, but we can also receive support through the right kind of architecture, through the right kind of, uh, the, the, through an aligned architecture by building blueprints that shine with light shine with light and also are a reflection of the constellations within your clients of the of the um of your client's truest essence of your client's highest and uh, highest and most divine calling. It is natural for us to be in growth. It is natural for us to grow. That is what nature wants us to do. She wants us to grow. The fruit tree grows. There is an, in, uh, an inherent pattern within the seed that supports the growth of the fruit. I'm referencing um, some impulses from my elder teacher, Connor Sauer, who is part of the Wealthy Goddess program led by Kendra Thornbury. You know, it's so critical that we are creating, helping our clients to create forms for living, talking about the form, the shape, the colors, the, the, the sequence of movements through the house, through the garden, through the community. I'm talking about forms that support certain functions, activities that help us to progress, to evolve. And there are forms that you can use that will support this this profound, this profound transformation. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to become enlightened. Your clients all need to be kind of like become these like, you know, yogis flying up in the air. <laughs> not talking about that. I'm just talking about living a life, helping them to live a life where there can be more and more in the moment, more and more experiencing a pure love, more and more in a space where they can listen to their partner, to their children, and 
um, and live in a space that is a reflection of their own golden blueprint of their own um, beauty, right? The human body, the proportions of the human body are really a reflection of the beauty of God and of the cosmos. And architecture should be the same. Now, there are different scales of functions, you know, beginning from a garden shed all the way to the temple uh, uh, up on a hill, right, uh, for spiritual work practices. And each require a different kind of form to, to support that activity. But more and more, if you, if you are really hearing the call to shift the way you practice architecture and um, know with your, within your heart, within your soul, that there needs to be a spiritual element to working with, with architecture. There needs to be an energetic element. You just know it. You don't maybe necessarily know exactly how you're going to do it. Um, I didn't know how I was going to start out, but um, you just, you have a gut feeling, follow that gut feeling, follow it, because that is the architecture of the future. It is the architecture of the future. In fact, buildings will evolve so much through the support of humanity's consciousness that they will also be conscious beings, buildings, and gardens. In fact, I see them right now as conscious beings. Objects even have consciousness. They emanate a pattern and a frequency. They emanate information. And that information uh, needs to be calibrated, configured. You know, the object needs to be calibrated, configured in such a way that's going to emanate uh, a healing, nourishing, balancing, harmonizing force that's going to support your clients. So you may be in a situation right now where you know, you're working for firms, offices, uh, at a firm, maybe you have your own uh, company, or maybe you're an employee. Um, and you're just seeing a lot of superficial work being done. You know, nobody's really caring about the true energetics of the, of the land. Um, they're just, you know, bombarding you with all kinds of imagery uh, of, you know, like, I want this house to look like this. I want this to look like this. And they give you like a hundred images of what they want their house to look like. Um, and, you know, they're the clients, stakeholders, you know, so, you know, you may be working with developers who are really maybe only money hungry. Um, I'm talking a bit more in extremes here. I'm sure that you're also working with some clients who really um, do care about um, creating a beautiful space that's connected to nature and all of that. But in general, um, you'll see a lot of uh, 
you see a lot of projects and clients who are building, who are wanting to build projects that are, um, that are unaligned with their truest essence. They're, they're building things that they think they need, that society is telling them they need. Um, you know, developers are for most part money hungry and they'll pop, they, you know, they don't want to be paying so much extra fees for, um, or cost for, you know, um, high quality materials, depending on where you are uh, in the world. Of course, there are some developers who really do care about that. But anyway, I'm going a bit on a divertimento here. Um, so you may be in a situation because I've, I've uh, a lot of the clients that I've, uh, I'm, I'm mentoring right now um, came from this world where it's just this yeah, you're, they're working with clients that really don't care at all about the energy of the land. They don't care. They seemingly don't care about the energy of the land, about um, a more spiritual approach, an energetic approach. Um, and they, they're just like, how am I going to convince these people, right, to work in this in this way? Well, I don't feel that there's it's worth it's worth tiring yourself to try to convince people that are not interested in working in a spiritual energetic way. But that said, that said, there is a spark, a a new thing being birthed within the heart of every single human being. There is a new impulse whether they are conscious of it or not, that is calling them, urging them, showing them the signs to follow a path that is more aligned with nature, that is more aligned with their soul's truest expression, and more aligned with... Um, with the holistic approach even though they may be talking in a different way often when i ask the right questions to clients who may be um potential clients who may be who seem like they're just you know maybe superficial and not interested in um in doing the energetic work the deep work when i start asking them the right questions something clicks within them, something awakens within them. It's like this memory, this reminder of what their true purpose is in life, what, how they're meant to truly live on this planet. You know, we saw it a lot in, during COVID, uh, during the major lockdowns where you know, there are a lot of people who decided to quit their jobs. Some of them had to, had to quit their jobs because um, they were dependent on a industry that required them to be in contact with people. Some people went through huge depression. Um, some people really do need other people around uh, to to live, to to create. Um, and and then and it was a wake up call. 
it was a wake up call. I mean, this was a physical, um, a layer uh, that occurred, events that occurred within humanity's history, COVID is one of them, that is a wake up call to cultivate your inner world, cultivate your relationship with nature, cultivate your relationship with, with the spirit world, however you do that. There are, no, there are no strict rules about how you do that. And a lot of people change their life, whether it's like, okay, I'm buying property and buying a tiny home and starting to grow a garden. We see this a lot in YouTube, right? There are a lot of people now who are living a sustainable life, striving to live a sustainable life, aiming for a deeper connection with nature. It could be as simple as beginning with your garden right? There was a lot of time on, on, on our hands. People couldn't travel. Um, those with money could invest more in a house renovation and beautify their home. Take a look at what's right under your nose. What's right under your nose around you. Some people, I mean, God, like the being confined in, in a space for months with, uh, with one, you know, with your family members, like, ah, we're going to kill each other, right? So a lot was occurring in our inner world at that time. And it's still the, the, we're still going through that process. <clears throat> we're still going through that process, but we've hit, or we've crossed a, another, a very significant threshold where, um, where a lot of the, this dark matter is dislodging itself or we could say, we could also say that the light within the land is um, is somehow rising up to a higher frequency. Uh, physical matter is much more malleable right now. And that means that we have the power to mold and shape and create blueprints that will help uh, build a new world. New forms of architecture, new explorations with materials, uh, new forms of sustainability. We see a lot, we're seeing a lot of amazing uh, advancements and investigations and research into new materials, uh, natural materials that are uh, being built or, uh, you know, houses, small houses that are being built with robots and clay and natural materials. And you know, there's some amazing advancements happening right now. And um, it's our opportunity to ride this new creative impulse and really transform how, what, and the kinds of vessels we live in. And it can happen in so many different ways. You can build a building from scratch and work with really organic forms. You can work with an existing building and shift it, renovate it, and, and do some work on uh, some energetic moves in the, in the building that will support this grounded transformation for people. 
So that's really a catalyst for the sacred blueprint, the future architecture and our and humanity's unfolding. The growth principle is really important. How do we express the growth principle, right? The, and the transformative principle within forms. Rudolf Steiner uh, was also an architect along with being um, a visionary. Uh, he, he, he began uh, the uh, movement of the Waldorf schools, biodynamic farming, um, anthroposophic medicine, um, eurythmy. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. And he, he um, was a deep mystic and, um, and trained uh, many people through esoteric um, training, teachings. And he could see far, far, far into the future, far, far, far into the past and many, many other dimensions, parallel dimensions. Um, but he, if you, if you look at the Goethe Anum building in, in Switzerland, in Dornach, and a lot of the buildings around it, um, they all work with a, with a principle that is a transformation of metamorphosis. I feel like this could also be a, I'm going to save this for another podcast episode. I'll go deeper into it. I might even show some examples um, for those of you who enjoy watching this episode on YouTube. Yeah, make sure you follow my YouTube channel because you can also watch me speak. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the future architecture or what he was starting, planting the seeds of, was an architecture of movement. An architecture that, um, where you could see um, the building, aspects of the building, or a series of buildings that grow from the state of the seed all the way to the fruit. Goethe, um, also was in his metamorphosis of plants talks about the intricacies and the energy the, the forces at play um, uh, that are, that occur within the process of metamorphosis and we all go through this process of metamorphosis the cosmos goes through this process of metamorphosis trees plants go through this process of metamorphosis there are there's deep deep wisdom in there and the future architecture for me from the way i see it holds this uh um is an expression is an expression of this metamorphosis that we see in nature so how can we build this how can we create this i'm still working on my visions behind the scenes and um, sketching ideas and um, 
attempting to bring some life to the cube form of a house that uh, we are building our, our sanctuary in. You know, how do we even you know, take a, an existing, very dead building, right? A building that has no life, no soul. I mean, there's so countless buildings like this and bring life to it, the breath of life to these buildings. Well, the key is to listen to nature, listen to the voice of the land. Um, my course, The Sacred Blueprint, goes through some steps that can that support you in developing that deeper relationship, establishing a deeper relationship with the land, uh, to listen to the inner whispers of the land and how the land is guiding you and, and telling you like, okay, this is, this is what needs to occur on my body. This is what needs to, to be built on, on my, on the property. If, if the land gives you permission. Um, but what, what are the, um, well, how can we bring this breath of life to architecture, to buildings that are dead? The building could look as fancy as, you know, a lace dress. <laughs> the, it could be, there could be really high quality materials in the building, but it's really an art. It's really an art to know how to bring life, vitality, breathe the breath of life into a building, into the architecture of a building. There are ways to do it with interior design as well. You know, you don't have to always build new things, but um, I, I feel that there are, there's a need for some shape, the shaping of ceilings and how taking a look at how walls meet ceilings and how um, one facade will transform into a different facade and how there's this musical rhythm that's tying them all together rather than building buildings that are static with no movement. The future is about movement. It's about flow. It's about bringing this feminine aspect more, right? This, the breath of life, the breath of spirit without being overly organic. I've caught myself sometimes like, Okay, now I'll do a circle here and then another waveform and then I'll go do this and then I'll do that and then this. There needs to be a balance between the overly organic and the overly brutal. Okay, I'm going to leave it at this because this is really another topic and I, I would love to get deep, uh, deeper into it in another uh, podcast episode. Um, and... Um, perhaps even show you some examples of what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't like to show that many images because I, I really do feel that it's important that we all start to cultivate our imagination and the forces within us to be able to bring up a vision of what a building or a garden can look like first from within you, from your soul. So as I speak, as you listen to this podcast, I encourage you to sketch. I encourage you to 
um, close your eyes and imagine what, in fact, we could do this right now. Taking some time to take a few nourishing breaths. And imagining that you are entering into the temple of your inner being. And finding a position at the center of the temple of your inner being, going within, going within to the holiest of holies, into the inner sanctum of your, of your temple. And begin to imagine cultivating that creative spark within you. It's there, it exists. It's always been there. It's just a matter of exercising that muscle, awakening it, giving it love, giving it attention, awakening that creative spark within you, awakening your imagination. The kind of imagination that doesn't need computers. The kind of imagination that doesn't need 3D renderings. The kind of imagination that does not need external imagery. It comes from within this eternal source within you. an ever-flowing waterfall of light, of beauty, of abundance. So awakening that creativity, that spark within you, and begin to imagine, what is the future architecture? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is the, the vessel, the space, the garden, the home, the community, the public building that will support humanity's grounded transformation? What does that look like for you? How do people feel in this space, in these spaces? What are they made out of? What do you do? What are the kinds of activities that people do in these spaces?
How do they support children? How do they support children's growth? Notice the quality of light that streams through these spaces. Notice the colors, the textures, the smells. Notice the forms. Yeah, I'm curious what you saw there. I encourage you to journal and sketch it out. Allow that creative spark within you to, to shine and uh, inform the building of a future architecture that supports your client's grounded transformation. supports their soul's purpose, their evolution. All right, so I'm feeling that the energies are now coming to a close. Before I close, I am delighted to share with you that I am opening the doors to my one-on-one -on -one private mentoring program. In fact, I have opened the doors and I'm accepting two more clients. This is a program custom crafted for women architects and designers who hear the call to partner with spirit, to partner with their divine calling and their intuition and nature to birth the architecture of the future and to do it in a way with ease and joy and movement and flow and, and, and joy. Not the old paradigm way of slaving over drawings and uh, projects and working late hours in front of the computer. No, none of that. It is a smooth, easeful way of working. And I have been so, so blessed to be supporting clients who are women who are uh, now birthing their own way that is really uh, perfectly matched with their own frequency, their own signature energy. And so I help you to birth your unique way of designing that is most aligned with your own blueprint. And it's a six month program, it's very high touch. And uh, I support you in various realms from the shadow work 
the deep transformational work that is required for you to step up to this next level that uh, that the cosmos is calling you to do to 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 step up into uh, as a leader of this of this movement of uh, bridging energetic work energy with with architecture and i also help you with crafting and uh, creating this unique system of yours this also uh, involves support in dousing work um, land energy work journey deep journey work meditation work work that uh, you need to guide your clients through um, and uh, and the third aspect is all the nitty gritty aspects of starting this business. Perhaps you already have started your business. Um, and most likely you're on the edge, you're, you're on the cusp, you're maybe even working part time at a firm, but you're kind of like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to start this. And maybe you're concerned about money, you're concerned, like, how am I going to make money? How am I going to make money doing this? this kind of work. You are going to make a lot of money doing this work because it's the future and the old paradigm is dying. So all that, the old way of designing just doesn't, it's just actually energetically doesn't exist anymore. You're just seeing the, the husks of it, <laughs> the remnants, the residue. Uh, so this is the future women to work with your feminine magic, to work with your intuition, to work in such a way where you become the guide, the, the transmitter, the, the bridge between spirit and form. And you help your clients go through a deep transformation through the process of designing their home, their garden, their community, whatever the project may be. And so I'll support you in the all the back end stuff of setting up that business, everything from supporting you and how to craft uh, your presence uh, online. Uh, perhaps you have a vision to to create courses. Perhaps you have a vision to uh, to uh, to teach. Maybe you have a vision to to work with only a certain kind of clients and I can help you to attract them because it's all about frequency, energetics, and, and completely shifting away actually from the, the, the old consulting model. And I have many tips on how to do that. Um, there's only so much money you can make in that model. It's based on the dollars for hours model even if you do fixed fees and stuff, but it's still all based on that. And um, quite frankly, I feel that that's, uh, that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, most architects barely get by. Most architects can't even afford building their own house. They can't. A lot of people think, ooh, architect, she must be so rich or this. Or A lot of architects don't have enough money. They're always in the red their company just to, you know, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, you know, I'm not suggesting that I know how to run a big office or any of that. That's a, that's a whole other skill in itself. Um, 
So I hope that you received some nuggets of wisdom from this, this uh, episode today. And uh, I can't reinforce how important it is for you to follow your intuition, your gut, follow that call. If you are feeling, uh, if you are really hearing the call to, to bridge spiritual wisdom with design and incorporate this work into the work that you do with your clients, do it. More and more people are becoming more and more receptive to this, to this realm, to the subtle realms. And they see now how important it is to create holistic spaces that nourish them, not nourish not only their eyes, their mind, right? But nourish their heart and soul and spirit as well. Uh, so I, I see you as someone who is going to 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 support this new movement and and pioneer it and lead it and I want to help you to to do it all right thanks for listening and I will connect with you once again on our on the next episode bye for now thank you for tuning into the new earth architectress it's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, Gule Gule!